0: Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, and uh, we are continuing our journey through Scripture, um, and we are going to be in the the little short letter to Philemon, and then uh, the first chapter of Colossians. So just a couple of chapters to uh, talk about today. Um, And we are at that point where, you know, we're kind of we've been skipping through acts at different times paul now is at, in prison at in rome we there's the d- debate on exactly when a lot of nearly all of these letters are written they we kind of know between a 10 to 15 year period um we just know that they were written whenever he was imprisoned it's a matter of where he was imprisoned um that's kind of the the debate um but this kind of makes sense that he was Um, probably uh, imprisoned in Rome. He talks about how he's getting a little bit older um, and things like that. So so that does make sense. Um, This letter, uh, Philemon, um, is uh, definitely connected to uh, Colossians. A lot of the same people are mentioned um, here. Um, So as we uh, look at Philemon, um, it's important to kind of talk about the The general theme that people freak out about because we are not a mature society anymore and can't, um, you know, there's certain buzzwords that are used that immediately cause everyone to freak out. And one of those is slavery. And so whenever you're dealing with slavery and you see that word, it jumps off the page. And um, the simple thing to do is, you know, say, oh, well, we all hate slavery. That's horrible. Um, How could anyone participate in that? And I, I agree. I, I am glad that because of the Judeo-Christian principles, yes, because of the Judeo-Christian principles that have spread across the Western world and across the whole world, most countries and people now view slavery as abhorrent. It wasn't until Judeo-Christian principles. Um, spread across the world that that happened. Um, it's important to remember that, um, but we also need to know that the slavery we're talking about here um, is not the same slavery that we had in the United States. It, it, was, it was a very different. Um, now, does that make it right? No, but it is, it is a, a different thing. And it's important for us to to recognize that and know that. Um, and I say that because some people will use this letter as uh, how, how could Paul? Uh, Paul is not uh, condemning slavery. Why isn't he condemning slavery? Uh, there's many people that will use that excuse in scripture um, that scripture doesn't isn't condemning slavery. Well. It it does in different ways. Um, a lot of times, uh, it's talking about indentured servanthood, which that is different than slavery. Um, this situation, you have um, Philemon, and it is uh, talking about a hit one of his slaves who escaped um, by uh, the name of Onesimus uh, or Onesimus. Um, and you so you have um, you have an interesting situation here so this slave was probably a household slave Um, household slaves um, actually had um, some rights Um, they could um, they were paid they uh, could end up buying their freedom Um, and that that happened quite often Um, and and so they're there was clearly something going on here we don't know exactly what but it seems like onesimus decided to uh to to escape um which again was not all that hard to do because they were free to go around and and uh they would go and do shopping they would go and uh conduct business for the the uh household um and so for whatever reason he decided to run away Found Paul. Paul knew Philemon and was close to Philemon. Um, and Onesimus uh, becomes a a Christian, and now Paul is telling Onesimus to go back to Philemon. Now you may say, why in the world would he do that? Well, that that's actually what you you were required to do um, by by law. Um, the law said if that you were to return a slave to its owner. Um, also, it was normal for whenever something like this happened, is that the slave would find an advocate who would write a letter for them um, to give to the uh, slave owner, um, uh, imploring them to show mercy, giving a reason what what was going on, um, why the slave left, but it was an advocate. Well, clearly Paul is being an advocate for Onesimus um, as he's writing to Philemon. And uh, it says in verse 8, Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, um, yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you, being such one as Paul the aged and now also a prisoner um, of Jesus Christ. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who I have begotten while in my chains, uh, who was once unprofitable to you but now is profitable to you and me. So he's saying he is, he is uh, a, a Christian, um, and Paul is saying, "I'm sending him back to you, um, and I encourage you to receive him uh, uh, with my as if my own heart. Um, I wish to keep him with me, um, uh, but without your consent, I want to do nothing that your good deed might not be a compulsion, as it were, not voluntary, or if, as if it were voluntary. For perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose that you might receive him forever." no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Uh, and then he says, but if he has wronged you or owes you anything, put that on my account. Um, right? So Paul is clearly being an advocate here. This is a cultural thing that is going on, and he's encouraging Philemon to do what is right. Um, so then we move on to Colossians. Um, Colossians is a, 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 a really concise um, letter talking about who Jesus is. Um, one of the things that happened in that time, and frankly, I think is what we're experiencing a, a lot of now, is Gnosticism. Gnosticism um, was all about finding secret knowledge. right? It was a spiritual thing, but that you could find knowledge. Um, and what Gnosticism kind of started doing is said, well, Jesus was is an example of someone who found that secret knowledge, and so therefore is closer to God and is more connected to God, and so we can learn from him. It denied that Jesus was God. In fact, Gnosticism really doesn't believe that there is a God. It's kind of the whole goal is just knowledge, finding the secrets that are out there these spiritual secrets um, this is what um, when people kind of uh take uh hallucinogenics uh and in a spiritual way that's that's basically what you're doing you're questing for some secret knowledge um, and so colossians uh paul is uh addressing that and addressing who jesus really is so as you see there and uh, chapter one. It starts off with kind of n- the normal Paul um, and his normal greeting, but then starting in, in verse nine, he really starts giving some some very strong truths about Jesus. and And if you've been listening to this, you probably believe in Jesus. Um, but it is so important that we uh, really understand who he truly was because he he is he is God, right? And and that we never take that for granted. Um, that 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 we we make sure that we keep him in the rightful place, which is uh, seated in the throne throne room uh, of God. All right. So in verse nine, it says, "For this reason, uh, since the day we der- heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding." Okay. So he's saying that that's okay. Right? It's, we want you to, to have knowledge and to uh, understand spiritually uh, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthening with all might, according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness Conveyed us into the kingdom of uh, of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. All right, so He is explaining we should seek wisdom, we should grow in our knowledge of who Jesus really is. But Jesus is our Savior. He is God. Uh, verse fifteen, He is the in image of the invisible God. All right, so. So the Gnostics, they want to seek wisdom and knowledge as well, uh, but their goal is different. They are seeking to find that from something that doesn't exist, that is, that is is human-made, um, rather than understanding that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, this is verse 16, all things were created that are in heaven and are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, Jesus is above all of that. All things were created uh, through Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is at the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. In all things, He may have preeminence. Does He have preeminence in your life? Is He above all things? Then it talks about being reconciled in Christ. So Christ is preeminent, but he is also the one who reconciles us. It says, uh, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him all fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you whole, holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. It, now this is interesting. It does say this. It keeps going on. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul became a minister. Now just real quickly, I'm not, not going to get into a huge theological debate here, Um, you know, bumper, bumper sticker theology is always dangerous. There's the bumper sticker that says once saved, always saved. Um, and, uh, and I, I tend to agree with the point of that, that once you give your life to Christ, he is not going to let you go. Um, you, you know, just because you sin after you have given your life to Christ, um, doesn't mean you have to be saved all over again. No, you are saved. Um, but sometimes, if we're not careful, the unintended consequences of that bumper sticker type theology, people say, oh, once saved, always saved, so I made that profession, I believed, now I can go and do what I want. That, that There's no evidence of that in Scripture at all, uh, this being one of, it's such a beautiful picture of how Christ has reconciled us to Him, that we can't do it, we are wicked, we don't have the strength to um Um, to overcome that gap, but yet he has reconciled us. And then it just immediately goes, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard. So we have a responsibility to continue uh, to live in light of being reconciled in Christ. Um, Then it uh, it goes on to talk about uh, serving. I now rejoice in my sufferings, verse 24 Uh, for you and fill up in in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister, according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. And so he's saying God has given me uh, the the calling to go and minister to his church. um, That I'm being a good steward of what God has given me. Um, It says the mystery which has been hidden from ages and, and from generations but now has revealed to his saints. Uh, again, there's, there's some Gnostic language here. The Gnostics, they, they believe that there was hidden wisdom and hidden mysteries. Well, Paul is saying that's found in Christ. Right, You, you don't have to search anymore. You've, you've found him. Verse 27, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Right? That's that's the answer. That's what the, the Gnostics were trying to find. Paul is giving them the answer. Here it is, right here. The Christ is in you. Uh, the hope of glory. That is our hope of glory. That Christ reconciles us. It is Christ who um, uh, fulfills that mystery. Who who gives us meaning and purpose in life. It is being in Christ that has done that. And when we are in Him, He is in us, and that is the hope. Of glory, verse 28, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Right? So there is that warning that, hey, there are consequences if you try to do this on your own. Um, it, this hope is found only in Christ. All right, we're going to finish out Colossians uh, next time. Uh, So just read uh, verses or chapters uh, two, three, and four, and we will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.